0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. Tomorrow marks the 35th anniversary of the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. On January 28th, 1986, the Challenger broke apart 73 seconds into its flight killing all seven crew members aboard, including five NASA astronauts and two payload specialists. A memorial service was held for the crew in Houston on January 31st. Many memorials and landmarks have been created in honor of the crew, including the Challenger Memorial in Seabrook. Now on to today's podcast. 2020 was not at all what most of us expected. The COVID-19 pandemic threw the world for a loop, And though some aspects of the economy are on the mend, there is still a long way to go. What's in store for the year ahead? Texas Real Estate Research Center economists made their projection in our 2021 Texas Housing and Economic Outlook Report. Today, Center Research Economist Dr. Luis Torres joins us to share his insights. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Haley.
0: How did the Texas economy fare the last few months of 2020?
1: So, at the end of, of the year, of, of last quarter of 2020, it slowed down as, the, as we saw that the fiscal stimulus started to dissipate and also we saw an increase in the number of, of COVID-19 cases. So, all of this contributed to the economy slowing down. Now, the good news is that uh, job growth continued in the state of Texas. So that was surprising because if you look at the data of the U.S. the December employment data, you saw that actually employment uh, fell at the U.S. level, while here at the at the state level, it actually increased about around zero point five percent. One of the major reasons for that is that there was no uh, a statewide shutdown like enforced like in other states like California. So that allowed the economy to continue to create jobs and to continue to uh, to grow, and I think that was that's important because it kind of created like a difference between the, the Texas economy and the U.S. economy. But yes, it, it, but it definitely it did slow it's it slowed down at the, at the end of, of twenty twenty.
0: What does twenty twenty one have in store for the Texas single family housing market and the state economy as a whole?
1: So for for twenty twenty one. Uh, we expect the, 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 the housing market to continue to grow, uh, albeit a slower, a slower rate. We expect it to slow down. Uh, one uh, major reason for that is the lack of inventory. Uh, inventory is at a historical uh, historical low levels. So we, we, the, the problem right now, and even before that, at the end of 2020, was that uh, there was a very strong demand, but there was a lack of supply and we've we've registered months of inventory around one month of inventory and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 surprising because you know, a normal market, normal, months, uh, a normal market would be around six months of inventory. And currently, we see places like uh, like Austin that you're below the month of. So that's that shows you the lack of supply of homes and that of course is affecting the amount of, of sales. So we do so I think one major headwind going to 2021 that contribute to that slowing down in the housing market would definitely be, be that. one, the lack of inventory, a lack of supply of homes. The second uh, thing would be that think about your, your class, your principles of economic class, what normally happens when you have strong demand and weak supply, prices go up. right. So what we see right now also is that prices are going up at a very high rate. And that would contribute also to like a, to effective demand going forward. Also, the other uh, thing that contribute to a slowdown in twenty twenty one is that, you know, we're seeing a little bit uh, we've seen a little bit of inflation coming in, and we expect uh, uh, interest rates, and, and of course mortgage rates, to increase a little bit more. So that's not a lot, right? I'm not talking mm-hmm. about a humongous inflation is not going to go crazy, or and it's not going to ca- cause the interest rates to go a, a lot, a lot. But that's going to show you that, you know, interest rates are, are going to go up. So the combination of all, all of these factors will contribute to a strong, still a strong housing market, because why? Because, you know, the economy will continue to uh, to grow. Two major reasons is the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Vaccination rates should improve. That would allow us to reopen the economy. Uh, also, the second round of fiscal stimulus. That's another plus to the economy, to the housing market. So all these, if you put all these things together, Yes, positive, expect positive growth in 2021 for the economy, for the economy and for the, for the housing market, but maybe more rapid economic growth for the economy, but slower growth for the housing
0: market. You touched a lot on this, but besides the COVID-19 pandemic, what headwinds does Texas face this year? So I think it's
1: a lot of uh, it's the uncertainty going forward. We still don't have a we still have an ifs. Of what's going to happen? What's going to happen after the the vaccinations come come back to play? Also. You know, we still have a, a 500,000 people that are are. We still have to find jobs for those 500,000 people that we they've lost their jobs. We're still below the pre pre COVID levels. We're 500,000 jobs below that. So we still have to find jobs for jobs for those people. Now the question is, once the economy re- reopens, the majority of those losses are in the service industry. Is are there jobs going to be available for them? Companies we haven't seen the the whole the whole fallout of the pandemic uh we, we probably expect more bankruptcies going forward so uh that's another that's another issue you know also uh, we could we could see almost all financial constraints going forward why because you know there's one of the effects of the pandemic is we've seen low interest rates but a lot of there's been a lot of over leveraging by, com- by household by companies and lesser degree households but more uh, companies and the government also So that uh, leveraging, over-leveraging, can contribute to tighter financial conditions going forward and that would affect the access to credit and that would affect some companies also. So you have all these things. Now, I mentioned this earlier, also would be the inflation part of it. Although right now, there's no issue with inflation, but we expect inflation also to kind of slowly, slowly increase at a higher rate and that would cause interest rates to go up also. But not... At a dangerous, you know, rate. That you know, the thing here is that the trend that we observed observed during the pandemic is going back to what I mentioned earlier is the overleveraging of companies. A lot of companies have, you know, gone and and you know, access credit or they issued issued debt. Why? Because of the low interest rates. So what happens when these comp when you see interest rates go up, right? Uh, some of these companies aren't viable anymore because right. of, of the debt burden now is too high. And one of the things that has happened in, in general is that there's a lot of companies that are insolvent, but they're getting financing, rate. but we don't know the percentage of those companies that are actually insolvent. So those are the issues going forward that I think is is, is are, we're gonna face not only in 2021, but, going forward, but further on down the road. That over leveraging the higher debt levels, by, by, by companies and firms, and by the government. And I think once inflation, if inflation starts to go up, uh, some people are not going to be able to to continue to operate once the debt burden increases. On them.
0: what is the key to economic recovery in twenty twenty one?
1: The vaccination rates. Right. I think that's the major key. I think that's what everybody's looking forward. That's why everybody's so optimistic for twenty twenty one is the vaccination rates if we can achieve high degree of vaccination rate in the u.s we can start to think about putting the epidemic behind us and start thinking about how what's going to happen afterwards and how are we are opening opening back the economy so that's the major key the vaccination if we have issues with the vaccination rates then it's going to prolong the recession how uh, the time that we did we actually open the economy, and that's a negative because that's going to you know we still have it's going to create more scars, more mm-hmm. economic scars to the economy. Especially think about all these all these people I mentioned around. We're still below five hundred thousand, uh, half a million people that that pre-pandemic levels, half a million people. So what's happening to these to these uh, households and families and, and persons? You know they don't have a job. They find themselves. Uh, they want to work. But they've been out almost for a year without a job, yes. so they lost training. Uh, so that's that's a big scar. So what's going to happen to them uh, once we reopen the economy? Are they going to be able to find a job? Are, are are the skills that they need to to find a job? Are they going to be there, or are they going to are there? Or because of the, of the lack of job of, of not working, you know, they're going to have they're going to find difficulties finding a job. So all of these play a role, and that goes back to the vaccination. I think that's a main, that's a thing we have to I hope the government, the, the federal government policies focus on that on the importance of increasing the vaccination rates. And that's a key to continue with the recovery during 2021.
0: Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you, Hallie. thank you for having me. Thanks again, Luis. You can check out the 2021 Texas Housing and Economic Outlook Report on our website. We posted a link to it on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. We also included links to Luis's latest podcasts and articles. For even more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of economic reports and real estate articles. Our latest topics include the Texas Housing Insight, COVID 19 economic projections, payment protection for tradesmen, Texas Commercial Real Estate, and more. We post a link to the research library on our podcast webpage. You'll find articles like those and more in the winter 2020 issue of TG Magazine, which is online now. If you'd like to get notified when the digital version of TG is posted on our website, sign up for email notifications. The links to the magazine, as well as the email sign up are on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. You can also check out the Center's Talk Texas database, which is updated daily with the biggest headlines in Texas real estate. You can also subscribe to Recon, our biweekly newsletter, to get all the biggest stories sent straight to your inbox. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Texas Real Estate Research Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at recentertx on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder, and I'll see you next time. Bye!